You're always going to find a point where you have to bet on yourself over and over again. It's a single act that happens quite a lot. And what we mean by betting on yourself is taking a risk, moving beyond your deepest fears of failure and rejection and scarcity and all the things. And taking the next steps and investing the time, money, and energy into your vision that you hold for your business and yourself. Welcome to the Hella Rich Podcast, a podcast for women of color entrepreneurs who want to get hella rich in time, money, and joy with your business coaches, Alison Carpio and Nadia Deala. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Hella Rich and connect there. If you're listening to us right now, screenshot us and share your takeaways. We love resharing and reposting your gems. And if you want support in growing your business online, check out our membership, Let's Get Hella Rich, where you get coaching support and training from me and Allison every month. Head on over to letsgethellarich.com to join. Welcome back to the Hella Rich Podcast, y'all. And today we are talking about betting on yourself. You better bet on yourself. So every level of business, you like that? I'm so don't, glad. Don't mind me just laughing over here. You better bet on yourself. Okay, so every level of business at the start, when you get your first client or when you hit your first six figures or even million dollars, right? You're always going to find a point where you have to bet on yourself over and over again. It's a single act that happens quite a lot. And what we mean by betting on yourself is taking a risk, moving beyond your deepest fears of failure and rejection and scarcity and all the things and taking the next steps and investing the time, money and energy into your vision that you hold for your business and yourself, even if you do not know how it will go. That is what betting on yourself is. And we will never have the perfect plan and nothing is guaranteed. But what we can do is trust in ourselves and do the work anyway. Because guess what? This is something I teach in all of my negotiation talks and sales talks. You are the first gatekeeper and person you always have to negotiate with to pay yourself more, to make your dreams happen, to move forward when you're scared towards your North Star. So stop blocking yourself and don't block yourself if you are. The reason why this came up and what inspired this episode was our last mindset call that Allison and I have referred to in another episode. But we had a really powerful mindset coaching session where one of our clients, Asai, who also helps us with Let's Get Hella Rich, set the tone and said she knows she feels so resonant about niching down even further, pivoting her niche or niche, whatever you want to pronounce it as, to solely support operations for copywriters and memberships. And it was so powerful for someone so successful already to have that fear because Aside someone who, you know, increased her monthly revenue by 500% at one point, right? And and she's so good at so many things. I mean, yes. this is like when you're multi-passionate, when you're good at a lot of things and people mm-hmm. are paying for so many things, like this is something that she had been working on for so long. So, you know, the idea of niching 
niching, niching I say niching. down. I'm so virgin. Yeah, I mean, whatevs, <laughs> niches get stitches. It's cool. But when you niche down and you're so good at so many things, I mean, that's where that fear kicks in of like, oh my gosh, what if I do this and what if I'm successful? But anyway, just to kind of give some context yeah. there, it's like niching down was hard for her because she's so good at so much. Right. But so much of life happened that we won't get into but personal life happened how she interacted with certain clients that were outside of that new niche that she was so interested in pivoting towards anything else didn't resonate anymore and everything else felt like I hate this I don't want to do this anymore and so listening to her heart her values making that resonant choice to move forward and yet as clear as it felt like as I even mentioned in that mindset call, I can see the next steps. I can see the next one to five years, and yet I am still scared. What we create is a space to normalize those fears. And what it came down to was naming the fear versus the excitement. And what her question was so clear and so beautifully, eloquently named was, I don't know how to understand the difference between my fear and my excitement right now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And how do you, like as a listener, how are you experiencing your fear and your excitement in your body, in your mind when you talk out loud? And due to previous traumas, they recognize fear and excitement lived in the same place. Because I ask a lot of embodiment questions like, where does it live in your body? And this particular client felt like, oh, it lived in my heart and my belly, but it's both fear and excitement. So I don't know how to tell the difference. And I think, you know, something that I do a lot, Allison, and I feel like we talk about this a lot, And but in mindset work, it's really about like connecting with your intuition and trusting yourself to make resonant choices, trusting yourself to move forward into failure, potentially, yeah. that you can handle that, right? Yeah, and I like what you're talking about with embodiment because we carry so much in our bodies. It's so easy to spin around and to ruminate in our minds. And, you know, how I know and what I've been working with with my somatic coach is like, where am I feeling these feelings in my body and letting it process there? So I think it's interesting, like one that we're talking about embodiment. And I love that because, you know, we're not just living in our heads necessarily. And then two, it's also recognizing that you can be afraid and excited at the same time. Yes. I think when we talk about how we feel about something, we think, oh, it's just like one emotion, but it's actually so much more than that. You could be feeling all of the things and, mm-hmm. you know, fear and excitement very much can coexist together. Yes. It's not either or. And I think what happens a lot is that our members are constantly <laughs> battling with, is it my intuition telling me that I shouldn't do this? right? Because Mm -hmm. I'm feeling some resistance, right? Is that intuition? And the biggest thing that Mm. I've been learning about fear and intuition is that really resonated with a lot of our members is that fear contracts. Like it really like, is the space in your heart or your belly contracting or is it expanding and feeling like it's about to leap forward? So excitement is expansive. It pushes us to find more ways to move forward. And I just thought it would be cool to talk about a couple times where you and I were able to listen when fear and excitement existed at the same time. 
Yeah, and I kind of want to get back to fear versus intuition as well, because I mm-hmm. think that's a really big thing where people say, my gut's telling me not to do this. And it's like, that's actually fear, not your intuition necessarily. Could be anxieties. Yeah. And what I am learning is, and you know what a lot of my clients are leaning into is that your intuition comes from a very grounded place. It's like when you are, you know, fully aligned, where you feel aligned, where you feel, you know, more grounded versus like a fear and you're like really scared. And it's kind of what you're saying about contracting. That's when we know that it is fear because you could definitely feel it in the same place. Like people say their gut, so they feel excitement in their stomach. They could also feel the fear in their stomach as well. So I think it's like separating it out and like knowing where place it's coming from. That's going to tell you whether this is intuition versus an anxiety or a fear. Yeah. And, you know, it takes practice. So if you don't know right away, keep staying curious. But that's a lifelong practice to be able to distinguish your fears between your resonance and excitement. Mm -hmm. You know, I've stretched myself beyond fear and my comfort zone a lot. y'all. So I have oftentimes gone and moved forward because Sometimes even when my fear outweighed my excitement, (laughs) just because I knew I knew there was something there. And just because I hadn't seen it done yet by someone who looked like me or I hadn't seen it done yet at all. Like, you know, we have other episodes where we talk about making these big decisions in our businesses in particular. But I remember the first time when I decided to pivot solely towards working with BIPOC women and femmes, right? Like, so that to me was huge almost four years ago at this point, right? That was huge for me. That was huge. And that was scary. And that was a big thing because I hadn't seen it. I did a Google search and there was nobody there. And people were literally telling me in my market research, I don't know if women of color would pay for coaching, which we all know Mm. how that turned out. Mm. (laughs) um, But I didn't listen to it. And my fear was quite frankly, bigger than my excitement, but my excitement was still so large. But they, like you're saying, They existed at the same time. And that was the point of making a choice to bet on myself that, hey, I know this is part of the problem that we think we have this mindset that women of color don't invest in themselves and their growth and development. I am willing to bet on myself to prove that wrong. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, even us starting Let's Get Hella Rich together in a previous episode, we were talking about how a lot of coaches coach other coaches. My primary business, I coach careerists and nine to fivers, which I love making that work. And I love supporting women of color in those spaces because we need them there too, especially in technology. Representation matters and we need everybody to be everywhere in all sectors, right? And so when you and I started forming Let's Get Hella Rich, I was hella scared. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. There was this piece Same. of me that was like, could I really coach other coaches? Could I really coach other business owners? Am I worthy of that? Am I experienced enough? Am I successful enough? So that was a time where fear and excitement lived in my body at the same time. Yeah, me too. It just looked very different. So Let's Get Hella Rich for me was a big stretch for a couple of reasons. I mean, I had 
not been solely working with BIPOC women and femmes of color. So that was like a really big shift for me. That was really exciting. But also the fear came in, like, am I brown enough to do this? You know, mm, like, am, have I been am living I too much in the white world that they're going to gonna see that I have been in the white world so much and they're not going to accept me wow. or want to learn from me, whatever that was. But a lot of those sabotaging thoughts came up, even though I knew it was really exciting. And I think I go back to what the North Star is and our mission is. And if it weren't for that, I don't know how I could have either, you know, gone through with a launch with you and like keep showing up as we do every single day, every single week, every single month. But Mm -hmm. that was a really big stretch because, yeah, it's like when you're serving a new audience, it's like this other different identity that you hold on to. And it's this new message and it's this new energy that you bring to the table especially because most of my work at the time was done for you versus coaching yeah I had done coaching and I loved it and I knew I wanted to do more of it so there was also that fear and excitement at the same time like you know can I really make as much as I do with done for you services doing coaching and obviously Mm. yes you know I've helped clients do it (laughs) Um, I coach people all the time to do it and I know I can do it it's just you know when you're at that points where there's so much uncertainty and you know nothing is guaranteed like you said that's when the fear and the excitement comes in and luckily like we were really good about processing this and supporting each other or holding each other accountable and just knowing that we're not doing this alone and it's good to like recognize fears and when we like express these fears to each other we knew that that was just what it was is that they were fears and they were not our intuition telling us not to go through with this yeah like you said it takes that practice and luckily we were at a point where we had practiced that enough to recognize that this was something that we still wanted to do and keep doing yeah this is the thing where i think a lot of entrepreneurs think they have to be a hundred percent ready and a hundred percent fearless in order to move forward and be any sort of successful. And that's just not Mm -hmm. true, right? Mm -hmm. What you really have to do is bet on yourself, being willing to say, I can try, I can do that. I see myself on the other side and it won't be easy and it won't be perfect by any means. But there is, again, when you bet on yourself, you are saying, I am worthy of moving beyond my fears. That's what I look at this as. And I go back to the puke line test that I do with our, or you and I do with our members when we're helping them with their pricing, we say, okay, what would the puke line be? And we kind Mm. of do that test and then we take a step back from it. And that's to say that even with your pricing or making these decisions, like big decisions of like pivoting your business or starting a business, you will never be 100% fearless. (laughs) It's what it is. Like we will have our fears trying to protect us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with pricing, like that's why we say like, what's the puke line? And then take one step back there so that you're just the right amount of uncomfortable, but also you are pushing yourself. And that goes with not just pricing, but, you know, with making big pivots, with launching something new, with pivoting your audience, anything like that. It's all to say that fear fears will come up and it's not always a sign that you should not do it. Right. And just to really talk through the process of betting on yourself, just to piggyback a little bit more on that, is that this is all normal. 
(laughs) Every entrepreneur goes through this, y'all. Every entrepreneur goes through this and not just once, but just recognize that this is a lifetime practice to reset from your fears, to normalize them, to listen to them. And as Allison was saying, like what you were saying, I want to really zoom in on this one piece is that your fears are trying to protect you, right? Like they're like, I always say this all the time. They're like overbearing mothers. You know, you you remember my mom in high school, Allison. She's like, don't go outside past 9 p.m. You mm-hmm. can't stay at the dance late because that's when drunk drivers you know what my mom out. would say? You know what my mom would say when I went to the mall with my friend? They'd be like, don't talk to the pervert. <laughs> don't talk she to was the right perverts. she was right but also like it's okay i i yeah. trust myself i won't talk to the yeah. perverts <laughs> no but like my mom used to be like don't go out past 9 p.m that's when the drunk drivers come out and then a year later she let me stay out a little bit later don't stay out past 10 p.m that's when the drunk drivers come out and i'm like is it nine is it ten your facts aren't straight that's where our self-sabotaging inner haters our fears inside do to us too they're kind of feeding us all this like information and making us really confused or making us really doubtful but mm-hmm. ultimately trying to hold us in our comfort zones for a reason because there is a lot of challenges on the other side of moving past your discomfort but this is again the point of are you willing to bet on yourself that you can handle that you can handle the challenges you can handle the failure just as much as you can handle the success and the joy that's on the other side what I love about our community at Let's Get Hella Rich is that everyone is so comfortable in naming these fears and with expressing that. Mm-hmm. And it's just when someone expresses a fear, everyone goes in to support them, you know? Yes. And it's not even like them saying, oh, you don't have to feel scared kind of thing. They're not like toxic positivity in it away. It's like, right. Some people are saying, yeah, I do that too. Or like, hey, like I'm here to support you. Like if you want to ever want to talk, you know, it's just, it's beautiful to see the community come together. And if there's one thing that you can take away from this episode is that it's normal to have fears and make sure that you're able to express them in a community that holds your fears and will help you support you through them. Totally. And another thing is they say, thank you. Thank you for naming a fear that I didn't realize I could name too. So mm-hmm. when you normalize your fears and still move forward anyway and bet on yourself, you're really giving other people who are watching you and paying attention and connected with you permission too. So don't forget that. I really do believe that all the, you know, women of color and femmes of color that we work with, they are being watched by others who are like, if they can do it and I look just like them, I can do it too. And I always think about that. So All that to say, before you go, just recognize what fear and what intuition looks like in your body, in your mind, and in your heart. Own your brilliance. Learn to trust yourself, your ability to hold failure and figure it out and get it done. And build the muscle of betting on yourself, taking risks, taking leaps. As Allison and I have said, it's a lifetime practice. And don't think you have to do this alone. Always lean on community to hold you in your glory, in your achievements, in your fears, and name them with community and people that you trust and feel good about so that you can actually move through them with support. If this is you and you're a woman or femme of color entrepreneur listening, thinking, oh snap, I want to be in a space and I need both mindset and strategy support, Nadia and I got you. Go to letsgethellarich.com and see what our community of boss-ass queens is all about. 
Info will be in the show notes, but to be short, you will get two live calls per month, one mindset session where you get live group coaching so you can break through your mindset blocks, and one creator session, a dedicated time where you'll create and write together on the spot and give each other feedback. We also have a weekly Facebook Live where Naughty and I answer your questions or do critiques so you get that weekly support. In our private community, you get feedback and support from myself and Nadia, as well as the collective of other boss-ass queens. A lot of members are each other's ideal avatar, and they're just giving each other some golden feedback and insight that they can't really get anywhere else. So remember, you don't have to do business alone. Let's get hella rich together. We're excited to see you there at letsgethellarich.com.